the potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Because <laughs> they raping everybody out here. Should, now, a, should a Jewish I baker think, be required to bake a I Nazi wedding Muslim cake? Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, how about that? It feels kind of like we're up the creek. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. I'm the boss. That's how about right. that? And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Well, I'm not a crook. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Had your kids, had your wife. Whole binders full of, uh, of women. You just gotta keep on paddling. You know, I got talking blood, man. Streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. <laughs> Welcome to Up the Creek. Yes, we could probably jump into some stuff. Yeah, what's the deal with notes never really updating? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm sitting here staring at it and closed it several times and opened it like, shit, I know there's stuff on here now. I, You know, it's... You could, okay, you can probably see mine because I'm still sharing the screen, but like yeah. I've been many times to where it's like if your stuff isn't powered on and connected to Wi-Fi for a while, then it's not going to, it's just not going to show up. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like it should be, maybe it's not instantaneous, but it should be like as soon as I connect my device to Wi-Fi because right. Apple's supposed update. to all work together. They should automatically be like, oh, we got a, you know, this new node. It's updated. So boom, it's right there. Or there should be like a refresh button or a fetch button or something right. like that where you could like, you know, get things going. But anyway, I didn't have a ton. I went around today for a little bit and got a few things. But I think the the first one that was – it's actually pretty cool for a place like California was a judge overturned yeah, their it, assault weapons ban it's in California. surprising that more media outlets haven't really picked up on that because that's kind of a big thing, right? California is a huge mm -hmm. state. They're one of the most – restrictive mm -hmm. ones out there so this will be fascinating to see where this goes this is nuts i mean <clears throat> good good for them 32 years it says that the assault weapons ban's been going and like it'll be interesting to see what happens what comes of this i mean I'm sure they'll try to get like hardcore and go against it but yeah i mean it should be banned so i would think that if a judge bans it i don't know how any other judge would reaffirm it without it just being blatantly obvious that they're you know infringing on the second amendment but if they right. can do that in california then that gives me a lot of hope for the future when uh, a lot of this other stuff starts coming especially you know you know the way they're talking now so right yeah a place like california super communist socialist super progressive this is you know that's california's a that's the bad thing about California because it's a, such a beautiful place and such a, like a, an amazing state. Right. I mean, like up north, you have like tons of like beautiful mountains and like the redwood forests. And I mean, it's just it's just it's nice. You know, yeah, it's kind of colder and stuff. And it has that like Seattle type feel. But but it's just it's nice. But then you go further south and you have like the beautiful like 75, 80 degrees all year round. It's like the perfect weather, like almost no humidity. You got oceans. Yeah, their oceans aren't the best, but it's still you got oceans. And then it's like super liberal, but just like most states, I mean, yeah, because California has become, I mean, it, so many people have moved there, like their cities of like LA County is so huge, but 
there's tons of like Republican people that live in the countries in California. I mean, just like anywhere, you know, your big cities, you get like tons of liberals and stuff, but like the countries and stuff. It's like, no, we're not quite like that. Right. So it, it's it's nice to see them doing something like this. It's it's good. There just needs to be more of it. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway. One thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, I don't think I have it on. I didn't. It didn't update. But it was on here. And I want to know your take on it. Like the whole Fauci thing. Yeah. So I am a lot more skeptical of the the whole thing, mm-hmm. the way it's being presented now. Uh, I mean, number one, Fauci deserves whatever he gets, obviously. Get that out of the way. But sure. the other thing is clearly he's just a fall guy, right? So the more they can hang Fauci and scapegoat the whole thing on him, the more of a free pass that gives to all of these other politicians and bureaucrats who had hands in this, which chiefly the Democrat Party, a lot of, you know, the president for crying out loud. And the other one is, yes, Fauci was a major voice pushing stuff, but it's the CDC that sets all the guidelines and stuff that, like, actually have in effect and like a meaning. And so if they're just basically going to dunk on Fauci over a couple emails that are allow you to read into it, put it that way. Cause I don't know that there's any, yeah. they're like, you know, Oh man, look, here's the conspiracy. But, uh, I'm leery of it. Cause to me, it looks like, Oh, they're just turning on this guy because they know the time is, I mean, before the election, everybody knew, Oh, look, the election is going to happen. COVID's magically going to be over, right? And oh, oh, yeah. nothing has happened the way they wanted it to. They haven't, you know, vaccinated everybody. They haven't done all this. And a lot of these states are like, you know, Texas and everybody's opening up and the mask thing was stupid from the get-go. And now it's like extra dumb and things are pretty much back to normal and it's not the end of the world. And so they have to find a way to unwind things, uh, especially, I mean, even just from a election standpoint, you know, they're running up on people are going to start declaring candidacy and stuff like that for the midterms. And they've got to escape this narrative somehow, right? They can't still be pitching shut down, scare, fear tactics, you know, for another year. So they have to have a way out, right? They're not going to get the vaccine way out where they can say, look, we got a hundred bazillion people. It's just not going to happen. So they have to find a way to, to get out of stuff. And so I think they're going to just ignore most everything. And then they're going to take a fall guy and it's going to be somebody like Fauci. And that's what's happening, obviously. Um, yeah. And, oh, then yeah they're, and they're just going to not talk about the rest of it. And then they just kind of will forget that it all happened and the media moves on to something else. I mean, you'll notice like when these emails first came out, uh, the mainstream media coverage of them immediately, even though there's thousands of pages that you know nobody read in a day is, uh, oh, look what a hard worker he is and, and stuff like that. and Yeah. It's just, it's clear spin. But it's also meant to kind of yeah. bait people into, oh, look, yeah, they were talking about lab leak theory and gain-of-function research, and a lot of other scientists thought that this was a little bit suspect, and he knew that masks, you know, he obviously everybody's seen the two videos where he's saying masks are dumb, and then later he's all about it and admits that it's theater even, and... Anyways, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, 
I think they they need a scapegoat, and they're going to use him as that sacrificial lamb. Yeah. And he he's just you know. Yep. And and while you know, it's kind of funny because Rand Paul called this what like two or three months ago, right? He, you know, in that uh that what is the that hearing, and he was you know he's just like, did you not you know know about gain of function? Nope, didn't know about it. It's like, well, I mean, you were completely full of shit, obviously. Well, so, and you don't see any of the mainstream media outlets, you know, because when that happened. The clip that they all ran was, oh, look at Dr. Fauci just get a sick burn on Rand Paul. You know, calls him yeah. crazy. Oh, and my. It's like, yeah. you know, they don't even acknowledge it. Yeah. But, yeah, that, I guess that's my big fear, man, is that Fauci is just the way out. Because even when Trump was president, it was it was just the Fauci stuff. You know, they always try to pin it on a guy. Sure. So that it always – it defends the system, right? Because then you never blame the institution – you never blame the process yeah. or the procedure. You always just blame an individual. And so the illusion is that if we just pick a better individual next time, this stuff doesn't happen. And so you're never allowed to unpack, well, why the hell do we do this anyway? And, and what's the real value of this thing in the first place? Because it does nothing but give platform for stuff like this. That's, that's the only reason it exists, is to fund mm-hmm. people to go do gain-of-function research so that vaccine companies and, you know, blah, blah, blah... That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. I wonder one thing, because like the hardcore conspiracy theorist people, as far as like Fauci, um, I always say that hardcore conspiracy theorist person. I'm probably one of those people. But like, there's a lot of people that like that thought Fauci was, you know, he was like the guy that you right. know he had so much to do with all this and stuff. And it's like, well, I mean, there, it's it's bigger. It's always bigger. And yeah, why he might be had something to do with it. There, he's a kind of more of a pawn in the end. I mean, I don't I don't think he was like the head guy in charge of decided that the Wuhan lab was going to get this funding and stuff. And and while he did, you know, kind of turn a blind eye and stuff, and he have may even put some of his own money towards it or whatever. I mean, there's always more to the story. So it's just because there was a lot of people that thought. I don't know, like Fauci was like, it, it, and it, most people would make me laugh because it's like, well, it's always bigger than that, guys. It's, it's never just one man who's in charge and like he decided, but there are tons of, and I'm not even talking about QAnon people, like, but, but QAnon people that like, you know, like, oh, Fauci's going to pay. It's like, well, it's not over. I mean, right. it's, but, the, the, well, and, and yeah, but the, that's what. Right. He Fauci becomes just this like excuse, like what you go, you arrest an 80 year old man. The rest of the system is intact. Exactly. Because, because what goes on with like, you know, it's a cottage industry, just like the no different than like the military complex. Right. So mm-hmm. you have a group like the NIH. They exist to give grants out to research places to do research for you know medication, therapy, disease, whatever it is. Some of that's good. Sure. I get it. But people think when like they give research money, I, I mean, you realize that's people's salaries, right? So you're, you're taking yeah. tax dollars and giving it back to people at universities for the most part in big tech companies, not big tech, uh, big pharma companies to mm-hmm. do, to do research on whatever that company wants to do. So they're not spending any of their own money risking, you know, for an R and D project. They're taking, yeah, absolutely. you know, money that's funded through taxes and other means, uh, to grant out to. I, I don't know. It's it's a racket, right? So, 
they have to go after Fauci because if the NIH goes down, well, that whole grant scheme goes down, and then all the people who depend Science. on that thing f- to to get their paycheck, right? Now, you could argue well, I, that there's good things the NIH does, and, and that's fine. But sure. I just I mean, we should always yeah. question arrangements like that, like. Why does this thing exist? Because inevitably, if people run it, it becomes a, you know, who's scratching who's back. Anytime there's like funding to do some sort of, it doesn't matter what the experiment is or anything like that, but like, like, look who's who, who's funding it. Right. I mean, there's there's always an ulterior, ulterior motive. And could you, like, if, if the NIH like went down, what would that do to like the science community? I mean- Fauci goes down, it's just one guy, you know, but like if the NIH goes down, like, and because science becomes such a religion nowadays, it's like, that's bad. That's bad. So they're, they don't for once think, I guess people for the, like, he, he was there always in place and he may have not known it himself. And he probably didn't know it, but you know, like if something, when this does come to light and something happens, like, boom, there he is. Like, so that way, Everything's taken off of like the focus of the NIH, and it's put on him. Because if, it, like you say, if if it if the NIH does come crashing down, that that's that's just bad. It's bad for the well, science community. It's just yeah, bad for I the religion. It's I, bad. For I don't know. I mean, I think there would be growing pains. I mean, I think we need to separate science and government. You know, in the same way oh, that somebody would say we need to separate yeah. church and state. And so if the NIH goes away, I'm sure short term, but long term that gets figured out. And I think it would actually be a good thing because now you put science back in the hands of interested people, not people who get politically appointed to their position. Get yeah. get away from the state approved bureaucrat because that's where we're at right now. And that's how we got in the boat we're in right now. And I'm not going to be as fair to Fauci and give him that he didn't know thing because in my opinion... From some of the emails, I mean, it, again, you can't prove it, but it seems like he's more than aware of the gain-of-function thing. Absolutely. And yeah, the NIH didn't directly pay Wuhan for that, but they gave a bunch of money to an intermediary yeah, who yeah, then yeah, gave yeah. the money to the Wuhan lab. So the NIH can say, well, we didn't do anything. Okay, yeah, yeah don't, don't give me the bullshit that you guys didn't know. That this guy you gave money to was just going to give a big fat check to this guy because you can't just give money straight to the Chinese or or whatever you know, right? And uh, that to me is just you know it's it's that whole I don't know if plausible deniability is the right word, but it's it's been laundered right so that they mm-hmm. can stay out of it and and that's the cottage industry right? How many scientists make a living on that? How many guys got golden handshakes? on the in-between through the exchange and stuff like that. And then how many people get to know about research like that as it's going on that then turns into uh, stock money, right? Because they're able to invest in something before anybody else knows about it, right? Because those insider trading laws don't apply to those people. Those only apply to, like, you and me. Right. And I, I think there's there's one thing that's, I guess, been, well, it's been proven by all this, even though people will fail to see it, is science can be bought. I mean, science is entirely you know, bought. Yeah, and and that's what you know. It goes back to that Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, tweet. I don't know a few months ago, him and like Stakeums, that company got in got into it right over on Twitter, and he was like, "The great thing about science is it's absolute, and uh, you can 
think whatever, but you can't deny it and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, no, first of all, that's not the fucking case. Right. And here's a fucking prime example, like, of how science can be bought and how it's it's not absolute. And you should question it. And well, it's, the it's science, just a tool. And yeah, science is a people, tool and a process. It's not a thing. Right. Yeah. But I think that goes to what we, we said, like, on the show before. Like scientism as a joke, like the religion of science, but like that's true. Like there's so many people out there. It's like this is no matter what, and it's true because it can be proven. It's like you just turned it to a religion, right? Well, here's here's your chance, like for people to be like, but they won't see it, and and it, God, it frustrates me so much. It's like no, look, like and I'm I love science, huge fan, big fan, but like come on, guys, like that's not science, and you've turned science into something that's not science. And here's a prime example of, like, well, it can be bought, it can be manipulated with money and politics and yada, 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 but people are still going to fail to see it. Last night, you know, we went out, there was people wearing masks. Like, what the fuck? We, we obviously know at this point masks do, like, the science says, the actual real science, the stuff you can, you know, it's not this fake pseudoscience stuff, masks don't do anything, but there's still people out there, and, and well, I just wear because I want other people. Well, I think that other people like feeling okay. That that's gone with, you know. Yeah. So you're only wearing masks now because you actually believe there's something behind it. It doesn't do anything. It really doesn't. Not that mask. Not the one you're wearing. Not the cloth mask your grandma made. And the people were wearing those. I don't know if you saw it. It was at one of the breweries right last. Oh yeah, we wife and I were out today and still see people here where yeah. we live walking around with it, and it's like. Basically, ninety-five percent of people don't are, are done with it now. Yeah, and, uh, and so now the people that still do it, you know, like I give a pass to the little old lady that I see once in a while, right? Hundred percent, eighty, ninety years yeah, old, whatever. Sure. Do your thing, but yeah. like when it's like a teenager or like twenty-something, it's like, oh fuck off. Yeah, and it's like it, it, old lady, or even the younger people, because. They, they've this last year or so, they've been brainwashed and molded that they need to wear those masks. And you know, it's well, it's, so that's the key point, though, is the brainwash part, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's now yeah. you're just seeing the people that are hook lined and sinkered, right? And the sad thing is yeah. going to be that the ship that hooked them is going to bail on them and, and they're oh, just going to leave them brainwashed and behind, right? There's, there's going to be no escape for those people oh, for a long time, yeah. Masks have become such an identity for people, too. Yeah. Like they are that like, yep. No matter what you'll put in front of them. It's like, cause it's like, they just completely forgot that, you know, the, well, they were brainwashed. That, well, that, that was the argument all along, discern. right? If they can make you wear something around, right. Then they can make you do anything. And then the next step from making you wear yeah. something is making you put something in your body, right? The vaccine. Uh, you, you shouldn't sure. even think about yeah. these things in terms of medicine. They should just be solely thought of in terms of, freedom you know why are we doing this and who says so and why do i have to do it right mm -hmm. yeah well and vaccines and this is where i you know i'm a big fan of science but like vaccines like i, I and i found this out a while back but i didn't realize this but vaccines are the only drugs that don't have to go through a double blind placebo study right which is like the gold gold standard for any kind of you know uh uh, drug i mean that that's just it we figured out like that's the way we can prove the drugs are like they actually do something or there's just all it's fake 
but vaccines don't go through that at all. And also, there's uh, like pre-1986, and I'm not anti-vax. Like, you know, we, we, we know that some vaccines, they really do do something. But pre-1986, uh, they're basically these vaccine makers. They were they couldn't make a vaccine to save their life. And people were suing them and they were, you know, because because people were dying or getting sick or whatever. And they pretty much end up telling the, the federal government, like, hey, you need to protect us or we're going to come making vaccines for you. Well, the federal government like freaked out and was like, oh, no, 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 no. So that's why we can't sue vaccine makers, which like what is that? So what does that say about like that's, you know, any medicine you could like sue the maker of the medicine except vaccines for any harm that's done. Like they're completely not held liable for anything they do. And that makes zero sense to me. Right. And, and then I forget what the database is. Um, it's draw. I'm drawing a blank right now of what it's called, but basically also in 1986, post 1986, there's a database created and it's basically for anybody who experiences side effects after taking a vaccine. doesn't matter what the side effects are. They can be headache, nausea, you know, dizziness, like up to like I mean, death, sick. I mean, right. something's minor to severe. But nowadays, like most doctors, half of doctors don't even know what that is, don't even know about that database. And they're fucking doctors. They've gone to school. They're supposed to be the ones in charge of our health. They don't even know what that database is. And the other half, they only put in like what they feel is attributed to that vaccine as an actual side effect. So let's say you take the MMR vaccine for whatever reason, you develop headaches. You tell the doctor, Hey, I got a lot. I got really bad headaches afterwards. And he's like, eh, it's just, it's not related to that vaccine. Cause I just know better. Cause I'm right. Knowing. Yep. So he doesn't even put it in there. And it's like, well, well, hold on. Like, why do we even have a fucking database? I don't care what the side effect is. Right. You're, you're, you're fucking, you know, your toe fell asleep, put it in there. I mean, but that's just so, – so vaccines are like and, – and, and, and I support vaccines. I really do. And I – you know, the, the, with, the, with the new vaccines and stuff, I don't necessarily – I don't support the science that says we shouldn't make those vaccines. And, you know, if people want to willingly, like, subject themselves to it and stuff, that's awesome. That's great and everything. Do it for science. That's cool. Me, personally, I'm going to back out until I know that that has been around for a long time and doesn't kill everybody. You know, 10, 15 years from now, I want to know what the side effects are 20 years from now. But the fact that, like, we're just like, oh, it's been around for less than a year, but we're going to all hail the science and put it in your body. Right. That's not that's not OK. And then there's a t- I, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just don't get how trust the science. Trust I think the, the, science. the like, quickest, Jesus Christ. quickest way to explain that is if it's so solid, why do they have to have legal immunity? Yes. Yes. Thank you. I mean, that's it. That's all I gotta say. Like, like, like. Okay. If this is so awesome, why not drop this? You know, yeah. if you're so sure of it, why do you have to have this thing that I can't do anything about? You know, the legal immunity side of it. I mean, that should just mm-hmm. that should just be it. That's the end of it. And uh, also the tax dollars that goes into it. Um, you know, I, I get if the government is going to exist and there is going to be a pandemic, you know, the idea that government can buy all the medication or whatever just for the sake of doing it. But I wonder, you know, that gets back to the cottage industry thing, right? The vaccines become a cash cow. So if you're the, if you're Pfizer and you can get a government to mandate a vaccine, right? And then, oh, you're going to have to have a booster 
every year after that. Oh, and yeah. by the way, oh, we're also fuck. doing gain-of-function research, and oh, five years from now, there's going to be another thing, and oh, here's another, you know what I mean? It's it's a cash mm-hmm. cow. It never ends. It's like buying a new fighter plane every 10 years or whatever. It just, it's, yeah. it's, it's never going to stop. The CIA, right? Stirring up trouble in little shithole countries to justify their own existence. And, and, and I was just getting ready to say something basically along those lines. And big, like, we all know that the military industrial complex is huge. The pharmaceutical industry makes two times of what the military industrial complex is. Uh, make, make, like, you know, yeah, like that's that's big. And you know what, what else is better? Crazy? What a better way to make more money than to create a virus, make a vaccine for it, right? And boosters every year. Yep. I mean, oh, right. Well, and so that's why they have to steer clear of the gain of function stuff, right? Because if it comes out that this is tied to whether it was intentional or not, gain of function research that went wrong, yeah, it, that whole industry is going to get slammed hard. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, another one that's crazy to me to just see, I mean, within the last five years or so, just within people I know, uh, the whole don't vaccinate my kids for other stuff, vaccines and autism and big pharma this and big pharma that, mostly a left-wing thing, right? People mm-hmm. people that yeah. are against GMOs and, and uh, you know, they're against like Monsanto and, you know, they don't like big pharma, you know, very classic traditional left-wing against the big corporation stuff. But yeah, now absolutely. that COVID came here, they all just like jump ship. Oh, I'm super pro-corporate. Totally, totally oh, trust the science. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you're going to take your trust the science thing and go apply that to Monsanto's corn and soybeans now? Because, you know, the science says that they <laughs> use less water, right? And they're more resistant to certain types of bugs. So in theory, they have to use less pesticide and they can grow in crappier soil. Like, science says that's good, right? Why are you also against it? Oh, because you think there's this other thing that is not studied enough, which is it has an effect on our bodies in mass as we consume it. You know you know what I mean? Like, it's like they're... The yeah. whole thing just makes no sense to me. Like, how do you... How do you not apply that logic to, to these other situations that are functionally the same and have the same logic flow, you know? Oh, yeah, and that's like... We we have a ton in common with actual true classical liberals. Like progressivism isn't well. One, it's not actual progressivism. It's just straight communism now. It's do whatever the government it, it, it says. Really yeah, is. power to the government. Let's get more yes. power in government. Let's our guys control the government. Then we'll have freedom to do whatever we want, which involves sure. oppressing the people that we don't like. So, exactly, exactly. And it's kind of mind-boggling to. Like do you like to I would like to have a conversation with those people and it's like, well, really? Like, let's 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 talk about it. Like, that's okay. It's okay because your people said it's okay. And it's really not. I mean <laughs> but they just can't see past the I don't know, the the no, irony. It's insane. The, and I you know, there's like, another one I wonder too is uh you know, as like libertarian, sometimes it's the whole social, liberal, fiscal, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like, sure, you end up sounding like a conservative because it's like, well, I look at the world and what I see is the family unit is getting eviscerated. Uh, mm-hmm. The more traditional masculine virtues, which I would sum up as telling someone no when saying no is unpopular. 
uh, you know, there's a war on that. There's supposed to just be this constant affirmation of everybody's chosen identity and whatever the hell those things are. But you look at like kids and like schools and just societal issues in, in general. And it's like, maybe there was something to these sort of more social conservative things. And maybe I don't like everything about it, but maybe going away from that world isn't necessarily the best thing. So we need to rein in this other stuff a little bit until we can figure out what the hell's going on, right? Sure. And that's kind of what should be probably the definition of conservatism today. But, uh... Yeah, no, 100% agree. So masculinity, a big one that happened in, you know, some of the cultures that are hit the hardest, like, you know, today would be the African-American community, right? That's the whole cliche is the the fatherless home. And so you Mm -hmm. look at government's role in that you know so if you go and you know listeners could look this up but in like the 1960s or so it was 60 percent or so or higher i think were were married couples with children and a a pretty high percentage like close to 50 percent also owned a business or you know helped run a business you know at at a higher level and so from that point to today both of those statistics have just plummeted well, what, what changed, you know, what caused that, right? Because it's government, right? It's, it's the war on drugs would be one. It's uh, uh, busing and, and separating families and kids and, and things like that. And f- f- sort of, I, I hate to, I wouldn't want to use the word forced mixing, but it's, mm-hmm. it was kind of institutionally shitting on one culture. And, and that's, that's destroyed any chance of like a nuclear family for, and it's not just a, an African-American thing too. I mean, that's hit white culture super hard too, right? In a lot of poor, poor areas in the South and things oh, like that, yeah, right? Because sure. the people that are always the most affected are the ones who are the less well off. And then, so a group like the African-American community, who's kind of historically been less well off because of, you know, actual institutional racism through, you know, Jim Crow laws and, you know, before that uh, you know, slavery and just, you know, being not welcome in certain areas. It's, it's been huge. And and one thing I always point to that I tell a lot of people when like we talk about church and faith and things like that is, and again, listening, you can go look this statistic up, but I would challenge people to consider that going to church, especially for men, for fathers, uh, if you don't go and you don't do that kind of stuff or, or take that seriously, your kids are overwhelmingly also never going to take that stuff seriously. And even if mom goes all the time, but dad doesn't, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. It's, it's just, it's one of those statistics where dad is the one that statistically is the deciding factor for the future of the kid. Like that's the greatest indicator of that. Well, we also know that fatherhood is tied to, are they going to be a felon? Right. Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? Like those are all related to, was dad present in the household, right? Right. And so what I look at that when I see the church thing is, well, what's the primary thing that people are trying to get from that, right? It's, it's morality. It's a, it's a centered worldview that says, do this, don't do that, right? It's a claim that there are these objective truths that you have to, to stick to and these other objective truth observations that you have to avoid, right? And so without a firm grounding in that, it sets you up for, 
the felonies and then the arrests and some of the, I guess I would just use, you know, promiscuity, sexual deviancy, whatever. That's one thing that is the bane of all men, right? Just because men are wired a certain way. So if you're not consciously resisting that urge on some level, uh, it's going to take hold of you, right? And if there's no other men or no system, no institutionalized thing in your culture that tells you, you know, having a side chick or whatever is wrong, then you're going to do it and it's going to be fine. And then it gets accepted as the norm and then it just becomes a vicious cycle and it just repeats Mm -hmm. indefinitely. And it's really, really hard to tear something out of. There's a, actually was a, a Joe Rogan and I I think it was Ben Shapiro that was on there and they got into kind of an argument about, uh, uh, I think it was, so say this kid grows up rough, you know, hood neighborhood and he's put in a situation where he has to shoot somebody, right? In order to, to fit in with his gang and, you know, all this other stuff in his neighborhood, right? Is it really his fault if, if he ends up doing that? And, you know, how much do we blame the kid? How much do we blame the culture? But the answer, and this was Shapiro's thing, and Rogan kind of disagreed with him, and I, I get why, but it's still the fault of that 14-year-old kid. And that's kind of the problem with the vicious cycle is it takes an amazingly strong, incompetent individual to pull themselves out of a bad situation and stand sure. up to the face of something and say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. 99% of human beings are not that person. And that's why oh, no. these vicious yeah. cycle problems exist. So most 14-year-olds aren't just aren't going to do that. I mean, I, I know people, right, that had rough childhoods, absent parents and all that stuff. And, you know, um, among different siblings, even, uh, like I got a cousin who, you know, I'm not going to say all of his siblings, but, uh, he turned out really, really well, kind of in spite of everything, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of amazing though. Right. Because that's rare. Like you don't expect that. And then, and then some of the others, you, you see what you would expect. And so it's like, man, what happened for him to make him click? Right. And, and was it luck? You know, you're, sure. you're just born wired a certain way or it's not it's not common. Well, did that being said, to bounce, I mean, r- right there, like so I haven't I don't know if I I haven't told listeners tons of, like my childhood growing up, but rough childhood growing up, alcoholic dad, drug, drug addict dad, uh, abusive dad. I mean, like abusive dad watched my dad beat my mom, um, my brother, my sister aren't that well off and i love them to death but they're both you know just kind of like they are that stereotypical and i hate to say this because they're family but i mean you know i don't want to say trailer park trash but you know they're they're not they're just they're never going to claw out of that yes exactly that's that's their world and they're comfortable in it sect of society yeah well me on the other hand and I'm not bragging on myself or anything like that, but I've my entire life, like always was like, no, I will do better than that. I will do better than that. And I have a pretty successful life, you know? So hundred percent from what you just said, I, 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 I get that. I understand that there is those anomalies. And I, I always yeah. thought of myself as one of those that kind of clawed their way out to, to not be, cause I could easily like, especially where I grew up in, well, Partly where, you know, out, well, where we, but I, I lived in like half my childhood in a very, very, very shitty part of the state of Kansas. 
where the drug of choice is meth, and that is it, and that's all they have, you know. And so I could easily have been one of those people, but I no, I'm not not that. That's not me, and I've definitely clawed my way out of it. So anyway, what you were saying? Yeah, and I don't want to have like necessarily spin this into a hard religion philosophy segment, but I feel like I have to mention this because you mentioned the anomaly, right? The person who claws themselves out. That always makes me think of Sam Harris, right? So he's sure. a big proponent of sort of, oh, I, I think the new atheists, you know, humanists, whatever you want to call it. By all accounts, he sounds like he's a he's a pretty well-grounded guy. Um, I mean, even, even as somebody who's more left-wing, you know, he understands like Second Amendment, for for example, right, and, mm-hmm. and you know things like that. But he's somebody who's who's very like militant atheist against religion. Yeah. But he's rare in the sense that he is grounded enough on some of these ideas of you know truths and what's best. He just wants to kind of separate him from religion. And a lot of people want to do that. It's just people aren't wired like that. And and mm-hmm. how how are you, like he's the anomaly. So if your argument is that, well, more people should just be an anomaly, well, clearly that's not helping these other cultures that are way down in the dumps, right? Sure. And yeah. so I just, I, I think that in and of itself should be almost like a, like if you look at that from a science perspective, right? I'm testing and I'm looking for a result that that I think is, is going to have this good outcome, right? Well, which which oil do I use, right? Mm-hmm. The one that I know is going to work, 95% of the time or the one that's going to work 5% of the time. You know, yeah. you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't take that gamble. And so I, you know, to go back to the, you know, social conservative thing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of it that we should be looking at and like, maybe this super woke progressive stuff is, it's not helping because it's only going to make things worse. And in fact, I think a lot of it has derived from a situation that's already gone out of control because of the amount of sort of weird, postmodern progressive stuff that we've already introduced mm-hmm. well and that's all it's doing that's it. i mean can i i would love like some a progressive well, not a progressive but some like just tell me how that is making society better i don't well it's all it's all theoretical right like, it's, it's all yeah it's all exactly theoretical. Like it, and it's anti-individual, <laughs> but they'll say that it's better for you know those individuals, which makes no sense at all. Like it, it's broken logic. Zero on sense. Zero sense. And uh, yeah, it, it's impossible to. Con- it really is. Like you know, and uh, yeah, it's like its own little cult religion at this point. You know. It, oh, oh, there you go. Hundred percent. It is. It's 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 its own religion. Wait, hey, but it's, it's, it's an easy one to fall in. It all just kind of because it's a lot of things that superficially sound good like in one sentence they can give you something that sounds really good and so how is it how are you against this one little sentence well it's because you're not seeing the whole big picture and so what you have is a whole bunch of like good surface things and so it's very easy to get sold on that because it all sounds good up front right requires no further investment no further reading it just is and so a lot of people get hooked by it it just it just is what it is. I mean, it's it's the same as if you're not in a, a culture worldview that says side chick not good, right? You have no mm-hmm. reference level of that being bad. And so once you get sucked into that particular culture, right, it just it never ends. That's why 
Yeah. I mean, I casual observation here. There are very few people who just get one tattoo. Sure. And sure. it's the same kind of thing though, right? Because once you've you've accepted the thing, it's okay to do more of the thing, right? Hmm. That might be maybe that's a stupid example to bring up, but it's just the the first one that popped in my head. You I tend you tend saying. to reaffirm certain types of behavior. And so once you sure. jump off that cliff, right? Now you're going to go to the next one and the next one and the next one. Yeah. Not to get religious and anything, but like there and we I've said it before on the show. There's a ton of good values behind that Christianity. And it's kind of interesting cuz I somebody I know very closely without saying any names. Uh, I, I, we were last weekend was talking to them and brought up like how, well, I'm not, I mean, we've talked about it on the show before. I'm not, not atheist, more agnostic. I think Christianity has a ton of good values and I think it's a very good way to govern. But I, I mean, it, I think it's kind of the ultimate way to like, it, it just makes sense. You know, I'm not, so I believe in Christianity except for like the spiritual part. But anyways, um, this person, I, I I was talking to him, and they're like, "No, don't, don't," because I wanted to bring this up, but like, I like, I get what you're like. I just the spiritual thing doesn't make any sense to me. But they were like, "No, nope, I don't want to hear it," because it's almost like uh, the whole point of the whole point of like being religious is like you know you have you yourself have very strong faith, and if you don't have strong faith, because you have to have faith, you know. I, I went to church. I did all of it. You've got to have faith. In order to believe it, you have to have faith. But it's, it's like almost like their faith was so weak. They didn't want to hear me give them an argument of, of what I thought about it. But then I, I wasn't like hating on it, but I'm like, like I, I, I agree with Christianity. It makes so much sense to me. Anyway, I don't know why I brought this up. But anyway. So what do you think about um, it? Do what now? So what do you think about it? Of Christianity? Sure. Or just like, so, <laughs> like, all right. I, I think Christianity is a very good form of government. I think it is the best way to create a society. I 100% can get behind it except for the spiritual part. I'm not I, – I, I don't have faith in the Jesus was born of uh, Mary and Joseph, and he was the prophet, or, and, you know, he did his thing, and, you know, he came up, and he had his, you know – like I. In, in my opinion, I think that Christianity, like the different chapters of the book, were guys that got together, and it makes sense. And because we've talked before in our gr our group text, and pre Christianity R Romans, uh, there was you know no charity, children who were born born of a deformity or an orphan or, or whatever. They were just left to die. But we know that's not right. Now, I, I, and this is where I kind of like, did it take Jesus to be like, hey, guys, what the fuck? Like, come on. Or did, did people know, like, that's not okay. It feels bad. So this is where I'm kind of foggy. Like, or did I, sure. I, I so, not say foggy, so but like. This, this, I, I would suggest that you're rejecting the spiritual because the spiritual just seems like too much, right? 
Like it, like it's hundred percent. It's, it's, it's too crazy, so I just I can't touch it because it makes me feel like I'm being irrational. So I would look at that yeah. as if you if you would admit and accept that Christianity today seems like a good system with a good worldview that can push a society in a you know good or better positive direction direction. Yes. How how did it get there, and why did it get there relative to the other things that exist? So, the only reason is because of the spiritual stuff. It's what pushed it in that direction and gave it nowhere else to go in spite mm-hmm. of the world that it exists in, right? Now, um, just kind of broadly speaking on, like... You know, you mentioned Jesus. It would be really hard to accept Jesus if you reject the premise of God created the universe and set all of this stuff in motion, right? Those those mm-hmm. two kind of go hand in hand. And so, sure. uh, to to kind of skip to the the Rome thing that you mentioned, no, people didn't realize that that was wrong because the value system, children had no value. They, they just didn't. I mean, it's not to say mothers didn't love their children, but women didn't have rights or anything either. They were basically property through most of it. It was, uh, not a very favorable world for, for those people, especially children. I mean, it was not uncommon for children to be sold as slaves, you know, to pay off debts and, and things like that. They, they had no rights. It was just something. So if you were a deformed kid or a bastard kid or, you know, the, the kid of like a whore or, or whatever it was, y- y- you were nothing, right? Like society as a whole viewed you as nothing and walking by you it, on the street right. was not a big deal. So there was never a group of people. Now, it's not to say there wasn't ever a person, but there was never a movement or a, a sizable chunk that moved to go, you know, preserve these kids left outside the gate until the sort of uh you know christian movement recognizes that even though these kids have no value because kids are in fact a burden right this isn't a world where you know there's charity and meals on wheels and you're going to just go to walmart and get some food sure. and, you know give this kid a blanket and they'll live for another week this is you know a predatory hard world to live in so if you're wasting resources on a kid with down syndrome or a kid with a deformed arm or a kid that's mentally retarded, right? That becomes a threat to survival on, on your half even, right? Because he's, a, I mean, think about how hard it is to keep sure. a three-year-old from killing themselves today. Well, now go back then, you know, when there's, there's not medicine, there's not, don't put this in your mouth. You know, just, everything is different. Sure. And uh, so why would that change? You know, well, that's the spiritual part. Like the only reason it changed was because of the spiritual part, because the whole concept of that being, you know, good or bad, it, it, it changed. It was, it just, it did. Um, you know, so another, the, go ahead. Uh, like you said, the spiritual part is what made it change. So like that, that's right. Like, so it took people to basically the way I like, like to have that ultimate sin, you're going to go to hell if you don't treat these children. And good, you know, and it, it like so. Does that mean people are ultimately, ultimately like just pieces of shit, and they only can like if you need this ultimatum, if you don't do this good thing, then 
because we all know, yeah, that kid has Down syndrome, but so go, you shouldn't treat that kid differently. But go back, go back to the conversation we had that preceded this religious stuff about the nuclear family, masculinity, and culture. Yeah, where does the world get you if you reject the objective truth? Okay. So what is the objective truth that keeps you going in that right direction? At the root, what is driving the objective truth? Is it we just don't go to hell? You have to do good things so you don't go to hell? Like, no, we, it's, it's not that you what, have to do good things, right? Because it's not, it's not works that save you, right? Because even, even within the Bible, the most righteous deeds of you know, the most righteous men are like filthy rags, right? That, that shit doesn't matter. It's not, yeah. it's not any good deed you do that saves you. It's, it's faith and belief, right, alone. And it is only through grace that you're even allowed, right, because humanity kind of screwed sure. it all okay. up in the beginning. So without the spiritual part of Christianity, none of the other stuff works, because that's where you just end up in sort of the postmodern place that we're at today. Because if there is no spiritual thing reaffirming that truth— then is that truth even really a truth? Because now my truth is different from your truth and different from on and on and on and on and on. Sure, sure. Hmm. Interesting. And that's not to say there's no other, you know, religions that have had varying degrees of, you know, success or whatever throughout time. Um, but Christianity built the Western world. And so I think when you look at... Uh, living conditions and in technology and the amount of like just raw good and like true progress that's come out of it. I, I think there is no comparison at all. There just, there just isn't. I mean, what do you, well, oh, no, China has I, skyscrapers I, yeah. and it's like, well, yeah, they also like disappear people in the middle of the night and it, it, it's, it's, it's mm -hmm. make believe, right? It's the Soviet union. Sure. It's, it's fake buildings with nobody in. I mean, they literally do that in China. I mean, they're, they literally lock Muslims up in concentration camps and, you know, everybody, Literally. everybody's flying their pride flags here in America, right? Well, you know, in China, that can be <clears throat> disappeared, right? Um, they were, there sure. was just an article yeah, I absolutely. saw today, we could pull it up and read it, where Google and Bing uh, were censoring searches of the Tiananmen Square event in the 80s, right? Where that famous guy standing in front of the tank in China, here in America. That's even, ridiculous. Right? And so, that's <laughs> not, yeah, it just... Let me let me just propose this real quick too to to wrap up kind of the religion thing, just like something yeah. to think about. So, okay. why is hell so bad? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, so so I guess where I'm going with that, it's the absence of God. Okay. Right. He's he's not there anymore. It's it's you perish. You're done. The end. Right. There's no way. So, yeah. So what do you think about the world without God in places where uh, it's it's atheist or, or there is no Christianity or, or something like that? I've never thought about that. I don't know. And would you be afraid of a place or a system like that? Would I be afraid of a place that had like, well... Yes. Remove Christ, remove Christianity. Remove all of that. The absence of well, God, see, the God I'm talking about. Would that be okay, where you want to live? The way I'm thinking of it is like I, I would be afraid of a place that was absence of the values of Christianity. Because like I like I said earlier, I've so 
So that's the problem the, with Sam Harris is you can't strip these values away from the spiritual because they're driven by the spiritual. So a unicorn that might exist out there in the world might be able to navigate from their position along a certain path that emulates kind of the broader, you know, Western Christian value, whatever you want to call it. And that's not, mm -hmm. that's not to say all Christians are perfect at all. It's not what I'm getting at. It's just mm -hmm. as a society, yeah. right? It pushes you in a direction. So now think about that average kind of basic level Joe. Do you think he, the guy who can't dig himself out of whatever the, the circumstance was, is going to navigate or emulate as good as somebody like, say, Sam Harris, as an example. So on large, could you make a society to emulate something when it isn't driven by something more powerful than just words on paper? No. no. Do, do the Bill of Rights hold up 100%. in court and in people's minds? No. No. I mean, they don't. No. People take Absolutely those down all the time, not. right? I, yes. So there's, there's nothing... Yeah. Because there's nothing else there, right? They're right. just driven by paper. And so yeah. it takes that spiritual, right? The belief, the, the faith is the yeah. only thing that makes the rest of that possible. So I, I understand why they think they can strip those things away from the spiritual and, you know, why can't we just do this without it? But it's because it doesn't work without it. And there's a reason it doesn't work without it, because it was born of that spiritual stuff right that's that's what made the whole thing possible to begin with it's the olive branch right that's mm -hmm. that's extended yeah. out it is it's literally salvation that is offered is is this and so if you reject it right or you just want to like take a little bit that's not how it works i get that that makes sense and, that, and that's I've why I mentioned, I've, I've actually thought about that a lot. Yeah. And that's why I mentioned like, earlier, like when we're talking about the family thing, like if, if dad doesn't go to church and, and be rooted in stuff like that, the kids won't do it. It doesn't even matter if mom does it. It's, it's literally just masculinity. And so when you look at cultures where men have rejected that stuff, what is the outcome for children and societies as a whole? What happens in a world where the alpha males are just free to do whatever their instinct leads them to do. Well, that's how you get, you know, side chick and kids with multiple women and uh, shootings and stabbings and gangs and wars. And, you know, that's, that's what it leads to. I actually really want to see the study on religious black people because, I mean, everything's black people nowadays. Don't take that as a bad thing for our black listeners if we have any. It's. It, I want to see a study on like like the black religious people who have that family, and how successful they are. Well, you know, like what have they become? You know, like versus like a society of a guy who's like living in the ghetto and and not religious and doesn't have the nuclear family doesn't hold those. I guess somebody to rewind. I want to see a study who does someone who holds those Christian values. Of having that family and 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 not having different side hoes and side pieces and whatnot and you know what I'm saying like I want to see that that kind of study like what does religion actually do to you know that uh, tangibly the, those group of people sure. yeah yeah I, yeah I I would love to see, I mean 
someone needs to do it. But I would love to see, like, does it make a difference if this family goes to church and then they 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 they, they have those values and then they they stay a family versus like this person they didn't go to church. Like, I would love to see a side by side comparison of of that. You know, like, does this person do they end up going off and being like pieces of shit? Probably not. Most likely not. Right. I, I, I'm going to go out. I'm going I'm to say they're not. I'm just going to say they're not because they hold those values versus like the guy who does his own thing and has different side hoes. And then the, he doesn't the kid doesn't really have a dad or it's a father is absent for most of the part or 100 percent absent. And then we all know what happens there. So, so anyway, that would be a, that'd be a good good thing to see. Sure. I don't I don't, I don't know where somebody someone do it. Someone do it. You know, but anyways, so um. We probably did the religious thing long enough. So uh, let me share the screen real quick here because uh, this is this is good. The autonomous drones killing soldiers in Libya. Yep. They're <laughs> coming. I, th- I, I think the UFO thing that's kind of going on now, we've talked about a bunch. <clears throat> it's yeah. it's drone yeah. stuff. It's uh, this fancy spooky drones and, you know, government's making it look like something and they're going to beg for money and mm-hmm. they want more money and they want to hide what they do have and what they do do because it does move weird. And yeah, the, yep. the Hunter drones is absolutely coming in the future. I mean, obviously they already exist. And, uh, you know, what's funny is there was an article on uh, The Drive. Uh, yeah, just thedrive.com, I think it's called. And it was mm-hmm. about uh, drug cartels. And, you know, obviously they traffic drugs via drones across borders and around places to avoid having people do it. But a lot of the drones carry grenades too, and they use them to go fight each other and to go, you know, take revenge on rivals and and stuff like that. And it's really, really common. And some of the drones they have are, uh, good enough. Like there was another article, I think also on the drive and it was in California, I think, uh, uh, a drone outran a police helicopter, like a full blown, like police helicopter. Yes. And disappeared. Yes. Um, that's incredible. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be nothing to hang a bomb and have a little servo that can release it, you know, from the bottom of a drone or a drug package or pull the trigger of a gun that's mounted. Right. And then the camera is just lined up mm-hmm. with the gun. You know, that would be that stuff that a, a couple guys like you and I could probably figure that out in a weekend. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be that hard to do. Um, I, you know, I wonder if a lot of what's happening is like, uh, you know, our government has spent so many billions of dollars on, you know, the F-22, the F-35, you know, this huge Navy boat, you know, big aircraft carriers and lots of nuclear bombs, but it's like, you know, I can spend a couple grand on a drone that can just get right past all that, you know, Uh and go do the specific thing that I need. And so to kind of get off of that topic, back to the Hunter drone, like, you know, all those mystery drone sightings from a few years ago in like Colorado, Nebraska, Wyoming, I think. Uh, I wonder if, mm-hmm. if we're going to start seeing this. I know there was an article a couple of years ago that I, I know we'd talked about it before. I don't think it was ever like recorded where the uh, Homeland Security, I think, you know, because in the, in the army or whatever, they use balloons. They'll just send a big balloon up there with a big old spy camera and they'll just watch like an entire city, right? And they can pull it up and look at any time and zoom in on certain things and it's just always there. 
Well, they were doing that yeah. here, you know, testing it out, you know, for some other, you know, drug interdiction or whatever, but they're watching literally everything. And so if everybody's carrying around cameras and then there's also drones that can go be more specific, it's, it's like you have the eye of Sauron and then you have all the little orcs, which is going to be the drones, right? They can just buzz around and... It's kind of... It's creepy as fuck. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, now nobody even has to murder you, right? <laughs> like, if they want to shoot you, yeah. right? You know, it used to be the whole conspiracy, all oh, the black helicopters, right? And the stealth Blackhawks are going to come at night, you know, with the white hats or whatever, and, you know, do y'all that in. That super and stealthy. Now it doesn't even have to be a person. It's just going to be a little quiet drone that you're not even going to hear until it's 20 yards away, and by then it's too late because they already, you know, Hillary clinton you in the back of the head, right? You died yeah. by suicide at an impossible Two angle times. in the back of the head. Yeah, twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, then there there will be nothing there, right? There there might not even be a shell casing. Yeah. They're just, man, yeah, crazy times. Well, because they'll be using plasma guns. Sure. Just, I mean, they they have the technology. It's there. We've read the article. We talked mm-hmm. about it before on the podcast. Like, there's they don't have to have like actual like guns to shoot you that leaves a projectile. They can have plasma guns that just and just it's this is like everything from science fiction we've always talked about our entire lives is coming true. Autonomous drones attacking people. Like it just be like, look for this person, this skin color. Right. And it just does its thing. Then it learns everything. And can you imagine there's a time when on the top of every rooftop building, like there's 30, 40, 50 drones. Yeah. And it's coming. Whatever happens. And then just, you know, this, suspect leaving blah 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 and you know this person i don't know robbed the damn uh, gas station those drones fly up they're autonomous they know what to look for because it's automatically fed to them who this person is they already have it in their database and just they go find the guy and just he's dead right well and and even even think you know like so why would that make sense for a company right so think about uh like the place we're at right big company everybody's inside of a turnstile and a big fence, right? So the only people that are supposed to be in there are people that have a badge that lets them through the gate. And they Mm -hmm. have security guards that, you know, drive around and make sure, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, what if your employees all now have to have, you know, a visibly external badge, which is already the rule. And these autonomous drones just make laps all day long. Yeah. And their, their one task is to, if they see a human right to to ping this id thing whether it's the little chip you know that's in your badge or or an actual you know the the actual badge itself or whatever or the, if there's a database that recognizes your face and they're just zipping around picturing everybody and then when they see something they don't like they ping an actual guard right because now maybe they only need five guards instead of 50 or you know whatever the number is uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah and the drone yeah. can just do most of the menial stuff Right. Just what, and, and and then even that. Wait till there's a time where those drones are zooming around the factory floor, making sure you're working. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, and you're all wearing like a bracelet or something that like, like tracks everything, and the drones are keeping an eye on you. And then this guy's sitting in his office, and there's like, there's no need for like that many managers because sure, one manager can watch a screen of all these TVs, and then they maybe get alert. Oh, so and so. And then just give you a quick little zap and you're back to work, you know? Right. I mean, this is not cool. Uh, This is really... So so even even, even think about walking down the sidewalk, you know, going between bars the other night. 
uh, yeah. you walk by a guy who's just, you know, smoking weed and it, you know, I'm not, this isn't like an anti-weed thing. It's just, it is what it is. It's, it's not legal. So now imagine you're in a yeah. situation where that guy, he's just hanging out, having a good time. You're, you're in a kind of the party atmosphere, environment, downtown area, whatever. But you know, this drone is like, Oh, yep. There's the thing. Right. And then, Oh, I have a little special smoke detector gizmo and yep, this is the one. So now I'm going to face ID and just fucking follow this guy. And he can't yeah. get away now until an actual cop comes and, you know, you know what I mean? Like just, yeah, yeah the, the policing is going to get way worse, it, you know, especially as the AI of drones. And, uh, mm -hmm. I think AI, sometimes it gets overblown because it's not as if it's like a thinking thing. It's a machine, mm -hmm. but it can learn to do one task really, really, really well. And that's yeah. what it's going to be. You're going to have 50 drones that do 50 different tasks, but they're experts at, at each individual one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The uh, the alien thing is the, the the UFO deal. Like, I've thought about it for a while. I mean, one, you could have big, like, the drones we, most people think of, they're, you know, basically like a square foot. Right. But you can have drones much bigger than that. So the triangular UFOs from the 90s, like, that could have just literally been a drone. Yeah. Because we all know military technology is 20 years ahead of what we can see on the market. I mean, you can make a triangular-shaped drone. Like, now they're just kind of like common. Quadcopters is a big thing, but they have plenty of – you can buy triangular-shaped drones that have a light at each corner. I mean, or that – even that, like, you can have drones to where, like, there's tons of videos on YouTube and stuff of, like, even the Air Force having different drones – like with one computer and 500 drones, and they're doing crazy like pictures right. and shapes in the sky. I mean, that's do you think so? We're just now seeing this technology in 2021, right? The UFOs you were seeing 20 years ago, as much as I want them to be people from outer space, it's not right. They're they're just it's just military technology doing stuff like that. Or there was one big drone the size of your bedroom that. Well, and people have to rethink you know, drone, you know, because we've we've so associated drone with like the quadcopter thing. I mean, we have so so. Yeah. What about a SpaceX rocket that comes back and lands itself? I mean, it's not being piloted, right? It's a drone. That's technically that's a drone. Yeah. Born with a with a rocket engine. Uh, boats have been like that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like those big ass shipping oh, yeah. boats. There ain't some dude up there steering the wheel twenty four seven. No, it's just like computerized. He just like takes over when they're next to shore or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, that's really the same with cars. Cars are there now. You know, like the smart car, the smart Teslas, when you're on a highway or freeway, the car can drive. The human only has to start intervening when it's like, you know, parking or in traffic or, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, so, you know, what, what could they look like? There was one in a news article today. It was a Russian drone. It was actually a blimp. And it looked like a UFO. It was, it was a legit, like, flying saucer. Mm -hmm. And it had six fans kind of all around the perimeter so that it could kind of maneuver in any direction but the whole point of this thing is that it can carry a mega crap load of uh material it was like 600 tons it's a huge blimp right and with 600 tons that's a lot so the idea there was like forest fires this thing can carry a massive load of water and get really specific over you know certain areas and it would just but it looks like UFO. It's literally a giant flying saucer. And so, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, what kind of stuff has, has, has flown that we don't know about? Which is funny to me because 
if you go to like UFO stuff, 60s, 70s, everybody kind of readily accepts that, well, the Area 51 stuff, you know, they were testing all these weird planes and, you know, the first stealth fighter, the SR-71, there's a hundred different little concept planes that probably only ever flew a couple times and they just never made production. And so a lot of people saw that and everybody just kind of accepts that there was an era of weird aircraft testing as we learned kind of modern aerodynamics. And now the UFO thing is becoming a big deal again, but what changed? The drones, the the weird looking autonomous stuff that we're just not used to because we've been 737 in the F-15 for the last 50 years. Well, now there's been another little revolution in flight, right? That doesn't require wings and jet engines and people are freaking out because they're not used to it. I mean, that's why I always wonder, like back in the day, there's a lot of like a cigar shaped UFO sightings. They always describe them as cigar shaped. If you ever mm-hmm. looked at an airplane sideways, like when they're at an angle where like you don't necessarily see the wing, I mean, how else would you describe yeah. it? It's a fucking tube, right? What's a yeah, cigar? Exactly. It's a tube. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, man, I got to uh, cut her short here. All right. Second. One thing I really wanted to talk about real quick. Um, lastly, I wanted to talk about was this Italian artist. I'm not mad. This Italian artist sold an invisible sculpture, well, the an invisible sculpture for $18,000. So he basically one-upped everybody who ever sold an NFT because now he like, <laughs> he's like, you want to sell something that doesn't really exist, I'll give you something that doesn't really exist. Yeah. You remember like the banana that was duct taped to a... Yeah, yeah like a And canvas. it sold for like 250 grand. Right. This guy's like, I got you. It's <laughs> like, yeah. heroic. So, like, I mean, I'm selling those all day long. By the way, there used for to be... our listeners that want invisible sculptures. Yeah, I, even twenty bucks. There used to I'll be uh, souls on eBay. You can you could Google like soul for sale, and there'd be somebody like you know one jarred soul for you know big <laughs> no hundred dollars. Yeah, and people are buying. <laughs> you know, there comes to a point where it's like. Some people are like, oh, they're mad. This guy will probably, we'll probably hear about this like three years from now. This Italian artist gets sued. Yeah. But, and it's like, that's not his fault. I, I applaud this guy for doing this. Right. Because if you're that stupid, that's on you. But anyways, so. Well, I think it about covers it, right? Yep. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, it's a good one. So, all right, guys. That's it for this episode. See you later. See you.